The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And a very pleasant Sunday morning, everyone. I'm Mark Segrist. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. We are joined, as always, by advisors owner, Brian Wickert, and chief millennial loan consultant, David Wickert. Now, if you have questions or comments, simply give us a call or a text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The number, as always, is 414-799-1620. Gentlemen, always looking forward to the program. How are you doing today? Oh, we're doing great. Another great day to be out there shopping for a home, writing an offer. You know, why not? And remember, there are more homes for sale now than there were in July. Plus, as we were talking leading up to the show, fewer home buyers because some people are sitting on the sidelines now, either on vacation in August or uh, focusing on getting back to school. Maybe some people have given up because they don't want to change school districts. So, uh, late August and uh, and the beginning of September I, I, is traditionally a thinning of the herd of home buyers. A good time to do that. Hey, speaking of home buyers, let's start out with this story, David. I was telling you about this before the show here. We had a home shopper who uh, called, and I talked to him on Monday, and he said, well, you know, I didn't know any better, so I had a friend in Detroit who hooked me up with a guy at that big lender who's headquartered in Detroit. The one who has all the golf events? and Or is it the Super Bowl ads? That's the Super Bowl oh, ads, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then their name, Ramsey Schmicken. And so he got a pre-approval letter from that lender and then wrote an offer on a house. And God bless the seller, whoever that was, who said, no thanks. <laughs> don't want to accept an offer with a pre-approval letter from the nation's largest mortgage lender. Hmm. Come back when you've got a rock-solid pre-approval. Well, his real estate agent then gave him a name of a, not Acunet, but a bank. And the guy tried to get pre-approved by the bank, but couldn't hmm. because his credit score was too low hmm. for what that bank could offer. And so then he finally called us on Monday. So the good news is we were able to put together a pre-approval for him on an FHA loan. And the, the FHA loan, folks, is the perfect tool for the job if your credit is a little scuffed up because... The cost of the government mortgage insurance, you know, people th loosely throw around the term PMI, which means private mortgage insurance, but FHA is government mortgage insurance. Government. And it doesn't change. The, the, the rate or the cost of the government mortgage insurance doesn't change based on your credit score. Mm -hmm. That is the exact opposite of private mortgage insurance where the cost of it goes way up. It's on a scale. It's on a scale based on your credit score and down payment combined. So uh, we were able to get him a, uh, actually, he didn't send in his income and asset documentation. We just issued a credit verified pre-approval mm -hmm. on the FHA loan, and voila. Huzzah. Uh, got the offer yesterday. He got an accepted offer. Hmm. Huh. What do you know? And uh, So the seller was willing to wait a week? I don't know exactly how it unfolded. Or, or a different what... property? Or... No, I think it was the same property he was interested mm -hmm. in on money. Now, what David uh, on an FHA loan could really throw a monkey wrench into the gears relative to the if... seller? Relative to, well, 
two things. One, if you're trying to buy too big a house, depending on the county. Okay, so there's a loan limit on FHA. But I think what you're alluding to is the the harshness that sometimes an appraisal has on the condition of the home. Okay, and I happen to look online just by the way, and this house is beautifully remodeled, so no problem there. But we did have another transaction going on from the week before where if there's any chipping or peeling paint, that has to be uh, sanded and, or scraped and then repainted. So that is a very true statement on an FHA or VA loan. Okay, so my two things, you're looking for a third thing? I'm looking for a third thing, and this is rare, but it's FHA's anti-flipping. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And so do you remember that rule? I looked yeah, it up. Yeah, you can't use an FHA loan if the hand has changed ownership in the last 90 days. Correct. And, and it then... goes from the date that the seller acquired title to the property up until the date of the? Application. Offer. The date that the uh, purchase contract Sounds is like signed. details matter in this oh business. Oh, my God. Let yeah. the record show from day 91 to 180, you have to get two appraisals. That's right. So uh, when I was talking to this uh, prospective buyer on Monday, he told me the address of the property he's looking at. I looked it up, and luckily the seller has owned it since 2008, so 10 years, okay. quite a bit outside the night. And then I looked at the offer when it came in yesterday and checked it against the tax record, and sure enough, it's the same person because hmm. I was a little worried. You know, because if there's a flip involved, that's, you know, where somebody buys the house in rough condition, quickly, you know, gets it all gussied up and puts it back on the market. I thought, mm-hmm. well, that could happen. But luckily, it's so the, the same person. offer date. The day the offer yeah, is the accepted? offer, well, that's a good question. Details. Is it the detail that it's accepted or is it? The same rich? thing applies sometimes with FHA on bankruptcy and foreclosure. Oh. The application date has to be for the outside. Mortgage. Yeah, for the mortgage. Okay, not anyway. the closing date. That's Details uh, matter. Details. Oh, wait, one other interesting thing. Turns out that this uh, home buyer is starting a new job, either right before or right after the closing for the home in September. But guess what? No problem. Your miracle worker's here at Acunet. Yeah, yeah. No problem. We can use a thing called future income, Mm -hmm. where as long as we have a signed uh, offer letter, uh, from the person's and you cleared employer. the contingencies like a drug test or a background check. Correct, correct. Then we can use that new job. Otherwise, changing jobs around the time of buying a house is not a good idea. Somehow, I inspired the, that customer to tell the truth and give me all the details right up front. Well, it's part of the interview process. It's not good enough sometimes to just go online oh, and right. answer yeah. how many dependents you have. That's we right. have supplemental questions. That is exactly why, because we have built into our interview process. Have you given your employer notice that you are, are quitting or you know retiring yeah. or anything like that? And yeah, you say, well, why? as a matter of fact, I have this offer in my hand. Yeah. All right. So that's a good story. Uh, when we come back, I'd like to talk about that survey um, that uh, that was done by Homes.com and published, and we got a copy of it this week. What have 33% of home buyers admitted to doing during the course of buying their home? Think about that. We'll give you the answer when we come back. And you're listening to the Accurate Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. With Election Day just a few days away, which race is likely to be tighter? Democrats running to challenge Governor Walker or Republicans looking to challenge Senator Tammy Baldwin? John McCure has what you need to know at 350 Monday. 
right here in Wisconsin's Afternoon News. And don't forget, folks, on Election Day, when it comes to mortgage and financial needs relating to real estate, always vote for Brian Wickert. <laughs> All right. You know, that'll be a write-in candidate. You approve this message. Yeah, that's right. I approve this message. All right. So uh, in a survey of 2,000 Americans by Homes.com, 40% said that buying a new home is the most stressful event in modern life. How do you like that? 40%. Another, 44% said they felt nervous throughout the entire home buying process. Hmm. Hmm. All right, so you had time to think about it. David knows the answer already because we circulated this article around the office. But do you have any, are you willing to hazard a guess, Mr. Sechrist, as to what did 33% of home buyers admit to doing at some point during the home buying process? During the home buying process, not coming clean with uh, their, their consultants such as you guys, because you've told me time and time again, folks come to you for advice and then they don't tell you about such things as transferring mm -hmm. some financial mm -hmm. holdings no, or whatnot, right? Is that, is, is that a problem? Three <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. We try. We try to coax it out of them, but that's a really good guess. The answer, according to this survey, was shedding tears at some point. The home buying process made them cry. So I was wow. thinking about a new ad that says, "At Acunet we'll, Mortgage, we will not make you cry. We will make you cry." Tears, Tears of, of joy. joy. That's right. But seriously, okay. are they crying because they're emotionally attached to their properties or they've raised their families or, they, or are they just sort of overwhelmed? No, I think it's because it was so... This, this comes under this little thing of stress caused by buying a home. It's so stressful for some buyer. Well, and I mean, <laughs> it's really true. If you start out with a rock-solid pre-approval yeah. and let your friends at Acunet Mortgage really get all the homework out of the way yep. Yep. up front... It and, takes a lot of the stress out because yeah. now there are fewer surprises. Now all you have to deal with are things like being bitterly disappointed when you don't win, mm -hmm. you know, amongst the eight offers. So 28% of these home buyers reported being heartbroken when they failed to get the property that they put in a contract for. And so that's a learning process where, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm not going to ask, I'm not going to offer full price, even though there are eight other offers. It's like, really? Huh. You know, and so I think the first couple times you're bitterly disappointed, and then you got to learn, like, okay, I got to offer over asking. And right. If you're working with a good buyer's agent, then we deploy some other techniques and tools, you know, like really putting your best foot forward uh, for financing. Right. Um, and now, another thing that, that's interesting only 20% of home shoppers were confident. Well, again, if we've given you a rock-solid pre-approval where we've verified everything about you. you you've gotten not only that rock-solid, but an education on what's going to happen and how things are going to go. That's right. Uh, yeah. 38% uh, of first-time home buyers said the process took longer than they expected. Now, I don't have any detail on that, but I'm going to guess that that was the shopping process. Oh. Not the financing process well, i mean that is what it is not to sound like a broken record but we have we we comment among ourselves as loan consultants on a daily basis there are people who get offers right after they get their rock solid because guess what that is their other full-time job correct if you're a shopper who is part-timing it it's gonna, it's gonna take you're longer. gonna lose out yeah. it's like hey okay this house just came up on the market on sunday and you know can we see it on thursday well that could be too late right well, it is going to be too late if it's a nice house. So that's why it could take longer. Interestingly, uh, the average American looked at about six properties before settling on the one. 
I would think it was more like sixty. Well, yeah, yeah. We should Wait, ask. People. Look, look, as in like go visit the home I think in so. person. Yeah, yeah. Go visit. Right. Go like go to see the home, hmm. which is advisable. Always, <laughs> as opposed to just relying on the pictures. All right, uh, that's that's a interesting look at the home buying we, world. We, we can help you not cry. Yep, that's at right. We would like to we, not cry, and we can house. be confident, yes. you know, in what you're doing, and let us connect you with a really good buyer's agent. Uh, that's the package. Right. All right. When we come back, let's talk about um, a couple of economic things that are influencing uh, interest rates, including the latest numbers on the United States government's budget when we come back. And you're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. So join our crew, our crew, in supporting the crew on Saturday, August 25th at the Brewers Community Foundation's Hitting for the Cycle event. Together we'll conquer a beginning uh, bicycle ride that starts with, well, it starts and ends at Miller Park, followed by a uh, tailgate party, that sounds like fun, and match up between the Brewers and Pirates afterwards. Hitting for the Cycle benefits Dream Bikes, the Urban Ecology Center, and UW-Milwaukee's Life Impact Program. Now, for more information or to sign up, text the word CARES to 414-799-1620. WTMJ CARES is presented by First Bank Financial Center. Guys, we're going to be talking about what's influencing interest rates these days, right? Yeah, and we kind of got lucky on Friday, David. Or what we think is influencing interest rates. Yeah, that's right. Yes, David and I have both read an interesting book called Black Swan, where the premise is things happen and then we make up stories to explain why. Okay, which is somewhat true. All right, so on Friday, we got inflation numbers. Remember, inflation is the enemy of interest rates because if you're earning 4% on a, oh, I don't know, mortgage, Mm -hmm. As and an investment. As an investment, and, and, and inflation is at 4%. Well, you're really earning nothing. Zero. Right, you're earning zero. So we learned uh, that in July, the consumer price index uh, went up 2.9% over the last year. And then what every, most economists strip out the food and energy component, which is then called the core uh, CPI, and that was up 2.4%. David, what is the Federal Reserve's mission? To balance inflation with unemployment. That's right. Maximum employment and low inflation, uh, which they ste- define steady inflation. Well, at yeah. they have defined it as two percent inflation. Right. So we're all pull. Wow, we're at two point four percent. Right. Even though the consumer price index is not the Fed's preferred measurement of uh, inflation, it's something else called the CPE, the consumption something something expenditures, mm. consumers. Anyway, so so we, but that got no coverage mm-hmm. or, or it didn't really impact uh, mortgage rates in a negative way, which it surely could have easily done. And what's the reason that we're believing for that, David? Uh, apparently, Turkey is having some problems. Yeah. The, the uh, country called Turkey, which is part of NATO, is is apparently having. Uh, yeah, they're part of NATO. That's I didn't make that up. Okay. Uh, they are having economic problems to the point where they're the. Their government can now borrow money for a period of 10 years yeah. for just 20%. Okay, so that's pretty, pretty not, bad. Not 0.2, but 20? 20. 20.0. Uh, the United States government could borrow money for 10 years on Friday, at the close of business on Friday, <clears throat> at 2.86. Yeah. 
That's a lot better. Still not as good as Germany, which is around a half percent. Or the Japanese or the Swiss. Which are closer to zero. zero. But um, but the, the fact that that makes it hard. all this angst over Turkey, which, by the way, the reason why that kind of bled over to America was there are a lot of banks in Europe that have loaned money to Turkey and Turkish businesses. So if their economy well, is all of a sudden in jeopardy, yeah. that could hurt banks in Europe, which then, you know, it's the domino effect yeah yeah so stocks were down uh interest rates got better on uh on friday i guess as we're, we're going to come up here on the nose on the news pretty quickly uh but we'll cover do a little rate roundup after the news i also was looking at david you but, but don't worry the fed is still at a 96 percent odds to raise rates next month that's a virtual certainty well correct right. but and, I'm, I'm and, and the and the inflation number feeds that narrative correct they are for sure going to raise short-term interest rates, which will push the prime rate to five and a quarter. Yeah. And we're going to find out after the news break that you can still get a 30-year fixed rate mortgage that starts with a four. Yeah. Four point something. David will fill that in uh, in a little bit. But uh, what are the odds of a Fed rate hike in a second Fed rate hike in December? 65%. Okay. Which will put the prime rate, which is what you're probably paying on your home equity line of credit, at 5.5 by the end of the year. And then there are still three more Fed rate hikes penciled in for 2019. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of uh, banks and credit unions out there are are advertising a teaser rate now of 1.99. That may be good for the first year. Emphasis on teaser. Teaser. And then it's going to go into something else. All right. When we come back, we'll do a little rate roundup. And then I also want to put this in the context since we just talked about Turkey. Let's talk about the United States uh, federal budget and where our money comes in and where it goes out. We'll do that after the news. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, the Hunger Task Force has uh, been feeding Milwaukee since 1974. WTMJ's Jane Matanera sits down with Executive Director Sherry Tussler to learn more about their ongoing important mission today at 11 o'clock on WTMJ Conversations. All right, Brian and David, back to you. We're going to be talking about, uh, well, take a look at some rates right now. Am I correct? Yes, you are correct. So, you know, put it all in a basket, and we had a good day for interest rates on uh, Friday, much to my surprise because I thought the relatively high inflation numbers would make rates go up, but instead they came down because of fears about Turkey's economy going down the tubes. All right, so David, uh, where'd we end the, the week? Yeah, so on a 30-year fix, you could get four and a half if you wanted, to, pay, if you wanted to schnibble. A, a schnibble of points? A How schnibble many? of points. It cost you $1,900 in costs. Oh, APRs, that's what most banks are charging. It's true. Uh, the APR is 4.563. If you would prefer, though, that Acunet pick up some of your loan costs, not, not closing, closing costs, because cost, no, yeah, closing costs include things like, oh, your first year of uh, homeowner's insurance premium, money that you're depositing into your property tax escrow account. That's what closing costs include, plus your loan. Your loan costs are part, are a subset of closing costs. It's true. But what would the loan cost be, David? At- so we could do 4.625% and Acunet could pick up 450 of that. Uh, Reducing cost your total cost to, to just $695. Oh, I like the way you're pricing that, $695. You That's bet. Good. APR and what's the 4.65. Yeah. What's the payment difference on a $200,000 loan, David, between the, those two choices? The payment difference is a whopping $14.91. Okay. So it would take you seven years to make back the difference. 
of paying the higher cost to get the 4.5 rate. It's true. Okay. And if you uh, were heading into pre-retirement and you really wanted to get your house paid off, 3.99% on a 15-year fix, the APR is 4.12. You'd have to invest $2,200 to do it. Okay. But But, might uh, be worth it to you. It's true. Uh, In today's uh, segment of throwing shade at other large financial institutions, uh, if you have a bank that has a skyscraper downtown, you are going to pay more for your mortgage. And their initials might be BMO Harris, which is a registered trademark of BMO Harris Bank. It's true. So Acunet for the same mortgage. It's like buying a Toyota Corolla. Yeah. We are selling you the Corolla for less. Okay. Uh, Come um, on. At least a Camry. Okay. Uh, at 4.625% at the BMO, you would get to pay about $2,000 in costs. That's 1300 more American dollars. Then than come to your Acunet. friends at low overhead Acunet. It's true. We don't have skyscrapers. Nope. We almost got the naming rights to the arena. No. <laughs> Acunet Arena. Acunet it's got, a good, arena. It's got oh. a good ring to it. Oh, it does. So, what was uh, I thinking? I missed out on that. Darn it. Uh, All right, so um, the other thing just to remind folks about is that when it comes to buying a house, uh, down payment is a big hurdle. We were talking about an FHA loan before, which is available with 3.5% down. But because of the cost of the upfront mortgage insurance and and the monthly FHA mortgage insurance premium, the spread there between the interest rate, like I was quoting somebody 475 and the annual percentage rate is like 5.9. The reason for that big spread is the cost of the mortgage insurance. Go ahead. I, I, and you can borrow on an FHA, FHA loan in at least Waukesha, Milwaukee, Ozaki, and Washington County, $305,900 on a single family. Okay. Home. That's a lot of house. Yeah. Now, interestingly, I just thought of this. Uh, I'm working with a client on a refinance of a duplex. And duplexes, even though when they're owner-occupied like this fellow, are hmm, viewed, ske- viewed skeptically viewed, that you will continue to have that as your primary residence. Yeah, maybe that's why. They're priced worse. That's what I want to say. The, the, the Fannie Mae pricing is worse and more restrictive on duplexes. So we're trying to combine this fellow's first and second mortgage. Well, the limit uh as to how much we can lend uh, on a duplex is 75 percent when you're combining a first and second mortgage of the appraised of the value. appraised value and so we we're also looking at an fha which there you can go to 96.5 yes right? there's no the normal on a rate 96.5 percent oh really on a cash out or Paying off. On a pure cash out, you can go up to 85. Oh, 85. Depending on the nature of your second mortgage, you can go up to 97.75%. Is it the same rule of if that second mortgage was used to buy the home? Also, and if you haven't drawn on that second line of credit per for example, you can also combine that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. There, I see I'm not... Uh, Details matter. Details matter, that's right. So at any rate, the, the FHA is a repugnant choice for this particular borrower because of the upfront mortgage insurance would equal, it's equal to 1.75% of the mortgage amount, which in this guy's case was like $4,300, plus it would inflate his payment by $163 a month. So I'm kind of selling against it. It's like, we don't want the FHA. So in this case, he's going to have to bring about $8,300 to closing in order to get down to that 75% of appraised value number that we're looking at. All right. Finally, when we come back, I've got some interesting, I think they're interesting, facts about the state of um, our federal budget, which 
ultimately goes to interest rates, believe it or not. I'll connect the dots when we come back. And you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Okay, before the break, now, Brian and David, uh, you guys are going to give us some special insight into how the federal budget is impacting the mortgage and realty industry. Yeah. You've got some great insight. Absolutely. So here's, I'm going to connect the dots first and then um, give you the interesting details. All right, so the connecting the dots mortgages are a competing investment Mm -hmm. when they get bundled together guaranteed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac or FHA or the VA when those bundles of mortgages get pooled together they're offered for sale uh, out to the international capital markets Mm -hmm. all right so that if you're the state teachers pension fund of Oslo Norway you can say would I like to buy some German uh, mortgages today or would I like to buy some American mortgages that are going to give me a yield of let's say about four percent in today's world sure. roughly yeah. or would I like to buy some United States Treasury debt obligations because the United States government by the way we just refinanced this last Wednesday 26 billion dollars of uh, 10-year Treasury notes we said hey we'd like to refi and the market snapped it up uh, at a rate of about 2.9 and and so what happens with United States government debt is a direct influence on mortgage rates. All right. So so interestingly in July, write this down or remember it, the United States of America, Uncle Sam, took into its coffers two hundred and twenty five billion dollars of tax revenue. Hmm. Individual income tax receipts were darn near half of that, a hundred and ten billion. All right. Now, all right, so 225 is the total, 110 is individual income tax. What do you think corporate income taxes were, David? 40 billion. Uh, four. Oh. And that's not just because of the tax cut. It's always been that lopsided, hmm. okay? So only $4 billion. That means that $24. You're not forgetting a zero, are you? No, it's no, four? no, it's $4 billion. Okay. That's $24 of individual income tax revenue for every $1 of corporate tax revenue. Okay. Okay. The other uh, bit of big bit of revenue is payroll taxes, sure. which are sometimes referred to as FICA. Yeah. All right. Here's my other quiz question. What does FICA stand for? Uh, yeah. No. Any market? No. Nobody's going to get this because I had to look it up. I had, it's the federal federal insurance contributions act. There you go. Wow, <laughs> David, you got amazingly intelligent. That was that was really that was fast quick yeah the C could be for confiscation but it's for uh, uh, contributions act all right so so that totaled um, 91 billion okay so just by the way for every thousand dollars that you earn on your paycheck mark or David mm-hmm. you are contributing seventy six dollars and fifty cents to FICA and so is your friendly employer oh yeah when I pay myself I get to pay $15. I just think of it as helping grandma make ends meet that's okay that's right uh, so anyway, 89 cents out of every tax uh, uh, dollar comes from people having income or jobs. Yeah. That's why jobs are so important to the economy and to mortgage interest rates, right? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. all connected, folks. All right. So then the only problem is, remember what that income number was, David? 225. 225. Well, we spent $302 billion. Hmm. Rats. Uh, uh, the other category was 111 billion social security plus Medicare. Medicare is, uh, health insurance for grandma. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, that totaled $107 billion. Remember I said that our FICA tax revenue was only 91 mm. Sort of $16 billion That's apart on not that. Enough. Not going the right way. Defense was only $49 billion, 16 cents out of every dollar. And interest on the national debt, $35 billion, or 11.5 cents out of every federal uh, dollar that we spent. This right, is one, how I run my budget, yeah. Totally. That's right. All right, one last thing. If we kind of compared the United States of America to a human being applying for a loan with academic mortgage, well, the total projected income for the United States of America is a mere $3.4 trillion. Let's scale that down and say it's a wealthy couple or person earning 340000 bucks. Yeah. The national debt in that scaled-down version would be like a person earning $340,000 trying to carry a mortgage of $2.1 million. I asked David before the show to run the yeah. debt-to-income ratio number on that. Would we be able to qualify to carry, if we earn $340,000, would we be able to get a $2.1 million mortgage from Acunet or anyone else in the country? No. Decidedly, no. 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 It, the payment would be way too high. Yeah. It would be 58% of your pre-tax budget. So the way this, whole fit, this all fits in is the only reason we're able to continue to function like this, and this isn't news, I'm just observing the current state of affairs that's been this way for a long time, is because the United States government is able to borrow additional money. Yeah. And people out there, institutions, foreign governments, uh, domestic banks, are willing to lend the United States government more money yeah. than we borrowed last week. This is how we stay afloat in this country. It's okay. True. In the meantime, mortgage rates are really good. <laughs> All right, when we come back, I got another story uh, about a semi-retired gentleman who was able to um, get approved on Friday, even though he didn't have traditional income anymore. We'll give you that story and a couple others when we come back. Guys, I got to say, that was a fascinating economics exercise. In other words, Uncle Sam wouldn't approve Uncle Sam. That's right. That's right. He'd deny himself. I'm glad you thought wow. it was I like that kind of stuff. Was. So thanks for, thanks for playing along. That is very cool. Okay, we'll be back in just a moment. WTMJ News Time is 10.50. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And you're back now with your experts, Brian and David Wickert, on the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. Guys? So uh, I, I took a call from a, a past client on Friday, and he... A former parishioner of well, Grandpa Gilbert's. Well, there you go. There yes, you go. yes, there you go. Anyway. And so um, he had sold his business to his sons, I think it was about two years ago. And he, right after he did that, he had called up to see about refinancing, and we said, can't help you. And the reason why I couldn't help him, David, there was no track record yet that he was actually receiving the payments for having sold the business. Correct. So as oftentimes happens, he either took a note uh, to finance the purchase uh, of the business. Mm -hmm. So he loaned the money to his sons, or you can just do an installment contract, which I think is more tax efficient, but I'm not sure. Where you just say, hey, I'll pay you this much you oh, know, every month. Rather than a lump sum. Rather than a lump sum. And I think the reason why that's better is it Reduces spreads out the bracket. tax uh, impact. Anyway, so uh, we couldn't qualify him then. Well, now, and we ended up giving him a seven-year arm. That's where the interest rate's fixed for seven years on a 30-year amortization. Hmm. So anyway, so now he's calling back. And, and so we were able to qualify him now because he's got a two-year track record of receiving that installment income. Because sometimes there's a difference between real life and mortgage life. That's real absolutely life is, true. He's getting the money. Now, the other thing that we may need to do, though, because he wants to go to a 15-year to get the loan paid off, 
is we might need to have him start to take withdrawals from his IRA uh, or 401k. I don't remember which one he has, because if you're 59 and a half, you can do that and mortgage lenders consider it to be income. You know why? Because you can pay income tax on Mm -hmm. it, unless it's in, of course, a Roth IRA. But now we're getting over into the Annex Wealth Management Show. That's true. But at any rate, so we may need to have him at least temporarily turn on some of his retirement income. Now, David, you were telling me about uh, one of your team members who had a rather large loan, around like 800000 Yeah. And and so this, um, her financial advisor had called up because she has substantial assets. Yes, millions. Yeah. And so her what her advisor said, which is what we say on the show every week, which is don't liquidate all that if you can earn a better return right via your advisor and so her advisor got in touch with us and we were able to use um an asset specific program an asset depletion income qualifying program how does that work david because what we do is we supply the statement that says here are my millions and the and we do a calculation give it a little bit of a haircut and divide it by 60 months yep. to create synthetic income. Synthetic income. Wow. It is an arm. Okay. Adjustable rate mortgage. But, but for this um, individual person, uh, we were able to offer a 10-year arm. She'll be 76 okay. by the time it might adjust. Okay. And just to get wonky on you, the rule of 72 is money doubles every 10 years if you can get a 7.2% return. So hey, can I take the $800,000 that I did not liquidate Aha. and turn it into one point six in the next 10 years? Wouldn't that be sweet? That would be slick. And then, hey, congratulations. If in 10 years you want to pay it off, great. You or, got double the money. Or you've moved to Arizona and you sold the house sold anyway. Sold the house anyway. Yeah. That's right. Good story. I like that. So I, we have yeah. you know, multiple tools. You know, I'm talking one other quick one here. I've got somebody who's looking to buy a lake home. And the seller was um, in the process of remodeling it, and they're not quite done. Mm-hmm. Normally, that's the kiss of death. It's like, no, either the, proper, the property's got to be done to lend on it. But we have access to some other portfolio money where we're going to be able to swing this deal and have our buyers finish the house. We're just going to put the money aside in an escrow account. And these so, folks are particularly strong borrowers. That's right. They are particularly strong buyers. And, you know, have the assets yeah. to, to do it. But this is going to be a really cool thing for them uh, because it's it's a house that they really prefer. And then they get to pick out the granite countertops and the, oh, sure. you know, the toilets and things like that. So it's not too terrible much that needs to get done. But it's the advantage of dealing with a company like Acunet, who has more than one pot of money, more than one well, investor to go to. And we know how to team up with advisors, too. That's a good point. Yeah, so that people, you know, are the thriftiest or, you know, best with their money. Because same thing here. The people could liquidate money and pay cash. But now you're taking it out of, you know, the game. You know, when you're retired, you need assets. uh, You need liquidity. Yeah, and you need liquidity. That's right. All right, so if you want to get started with a rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval to buy a home, I'm saying August Early September, great time to do it because a lot of uh, home buyers have headed for the sidelines. All you got to do, or for a refinance checkup. I mean, there is still opportunity, and a lot of people out there take advantage of this little dip. All you got to do is click on the blue button at accunet.com. We'll see you again back here next week, Mark. Okay, terrific show, guys. Thanks so much. WTMJ News, time 1058.
The preceding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.